0: Welcome in, welcome in, everybody. LA Gridiron Weekly here on a Saturday. So excited to be with you as always every single week. 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. is our safe space here in Los Angeles on LA Gridiron Weekly. Special shout out to my guy, Dr. Clapper, setting him up. And uh, hopefully I can take you on a nice little ride the next couple hours here in Los Angeles on 710 ESPN. We got an action packed show. Three great guests. I got all lined up. We're going to be talking pretty much uh, <laughs> Los Angeles football when it comes to the NFL. And uh, it's hot everywhere. I get it. It's hot in Los Angeles, hot in Orange County. It's hot all the way through up into the desert. And we're going to stretch all the way to the desert of Nevada as we uh, talk a little Raiders today, Las Vegas Raiders. So coming up at 930, my guy Fernando Ramirez. He's, uh covers the chargers uh i'm sorry at 9:30, i got eric d williams coming on eric d williams he's a sports illustrated rams reporter for the rams he's coming up at uh at 9:30. then at 10 o'clock that's who i got fernando ramirez we're gonna be talking chargers chargers finished their mini camp up this week so we're gonna get a, a lot of talk with what the chargers got done this off season where are they at now and Look, I uh I text with uh Fernando earlier this week. He is excited about the Chargers and what they've seen. So we'll see uh what uh what's that all about. We'll get his thoughts on that and later on. Paul Gutierrez, he's the ESPN reporter for the Las Vegas Raiders, a guy who covered me back when he started in two thousand five. I got drafted in two thousand five. He was covering the Raiders back then, so known Paul for a very long time and we'll get his thoughts on some interesting comments made by Derek Carr, quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders. So Eric D. Williams at 930, Fernando Ramirez at 10, and at 1030, Paul Gutierrez. But like we always do every week, baby, take a little deep breath. It's time for that opening kickoff.
1: This is L.A. Quit Iron Weekly with Kirk Morrison.
0: And with the flash of the cameras going on. Yes! Oh, right, here go. It's time for the opening kickoff. Uh, opening kickoff this week brought to you by my Twitter handle as always at Kirk Morrison on Twitter at Kirk Morrison on Twitter at Kirk Morrison on Instagram as well. All your questions will be heard, will be read, and will be talked about throughout this program. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN is the phone number eight seven 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 one zero ESPN. woo, lot to get to, lot to get to, and but I want to start off with this because the big story in the National Football League. NFL, the big story this week has been all about what? Vaccinations. Yes. No, there's other stories. Don't get me wrong. There's other stories. We're can talk. we going to talk Aaron Rodgers at some point because that's the ongoing soap opera in Green Bay. We can talk about, obviously, we're going to talk about the Rams and the Chargers, Raiders, and how everybody's done with their mini camps and how do we assess the team now after mini camp heading into training camp. But this week... And we saw it here in California with Governor Gavin Newsom saying that California, no more restrictions, restrictions have been taken away. They're done. No more tears. Everything now is at full capacity. And if you didn't believe it, I saw it last night watching the Los Angeles Clippers and shout out to the Clippers, by the way, going to the Western Conference final for the first time in franchise history. So shout out to the Clippers on that one. As they played at the Staples Center in front of a full capacity crowd. And trust me, it was uh, it was electric. You could feel the energy of what we've missed over the last, what, 18 months, I would say. But it leads me to this story in the NFL. To be vaccinated or unvaccinated, not fully vaccinated, I should say. That's what the NFL is going to go through. Right now, we are less than six weeks away before training camps open in the National Football League. Six weeks away. Now, players who are fully vaccinated will have a much different football experience than what they had a year ago. Last year, testing was daily. Last year, testing protocols and, uh, you know, the contact tracing, just the way that NFL meetings were ran, travel game day operations, it was a lot. That's what NFL players signed up for, and they agreed to it, and it was at times. <laughs> I remember I talked with uh, one prominent coach in the NFL after the season, and I laughed. I said, Coach, well, the season's over with now. What are you going to do? He said, I'm just happy I don't have to get my nose, that thing stuck up my nose every day. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but it was honestly, that's what he said. He said, look, man, that 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 was tough. That was tough every single day having to be tested for COVID-19. And so now fast forward to 2021, the upcoming season, the NFL has some protocols, the protocol protocol modifications for vaccinated versus non-vaccinated players. And I'll gloss over this just a little bit because I want to get your thoughts on NFL players. Should they all be vaccinated? What do you think for the players who are not vaccinated or just your thoughts on it in general? So here's the protocols that are in place for the fully vaccinated NFL player. We're talking all across the league, but especially here in Los Angeles. Obviously, you know, Rams and Chargers, we're always looking at them. But if you're a fully vaccinated NFL player, you no longer have daily testing requirements. So, again, no more daily testing in the NFL. Masks are not required at the club facility or during team travel. So you can walk into your team facility and take your mask off. When you're traveling with the team on the airplane, you can take your mask off. You don't have to physical distance at the club facility with other vaccinated individuals. This one's that's, that's key. I want to read that again. That's key because a lot of people out there are going to say, well, it doesn't really matter. No, the physical distancing required in club facilities with other vaccinated individuals is now okay. That means that I can be in a room with my coach and actually not have to do a lot of these Zoom meetings. Now look, people out there may still be all about the Zoom meeting. Trust me, I am think I'm, I'm almost done with Zoom, right? I'm ready to be back into the, the luxurious studios of the ESPN LA and be around everybody. and because it brings a type of energy and a camaraderie. But when it comes to the NFL, let's be honest, I'd rather learn right there with my coach next to me than learning from Zoom. It's just a little bit different. Uh, there's also no quarantine after a high-risk exposure for a fully vaccinated player. No travel restrictions, no capacity limits in the weight room. You can eat anywhere, no restrictions on the social media marketing. You can use a sauna, steam room, all of that. This is all going for the vaccinated player. Now for a player who's not vaccinated. Testing is still required every day. You must wear masks at the club facility during travel. You have to remain physically distant from others in your club facility. So you're already separating yourself from the team. If you're not fully vaccinated, you must quarantine after a high risk exposure. That's key because week to week, a non-vaccinated player, still can be put on the protocol or could be miss a game due to a high risk exposure. Travel restrictions will be in effect for a non-vaccinated player. You can only be in the weight room at a certain time. Now as an unvaccinated, player physically distance in the meal room, it is going to be chaos because now you have a group who will be vaccinated and a group that won't be vaccinated. And one guy in particular, one guy in the National Football League, in particular, Cole Beasley. He's a wide receiver, formerly of the Cowboys, currently with the Buffalo Bills. He had this to say on Twitter this past week. And maybe his thoughts are similar to a lot of NFL players, or he could be in a minority. But I do want to read these tweets that came down from Cole Beasley. Here we go. Cole Beasley, and I quote, So what are we really talking about? I understand completely why the NFL is doing this. It gives them back the freedom to make the most money as possible. Again, if everyone is vaccinated. But will anyone fight for the players or no? The Players Association is a joke. Call it something different. It's not for the players. Everyone gives me the 98% of people who are vaccinated don't get COVID again the odds of me getting in the NFL and playing for 10 years are lower than that. And guess what? I'm here 10 years in. This is crazy. Did we vote on this? I stay in the hotel. We still have meetings. We all have to be together. Vaccinate players can go out the hotel and bring COVID back in where I am. So what does it matter? If I stay in the hotel now, 100% immune with vaccination. Yeah, right. That was Cole Beasley. So, does he speak for a lot of players or is he just speaking for himself? This is going to be what I think will be talked about over the next five to six weeks as training camps approach because there is no NFL news, right? Teams are done, practices are over, mini camps, you get a little bit of a break. And so, kind of furthering again, it's the last little piece here from Cole Beasley. He says, look, I will be outside doing what I do. This is what he wrote. I'll be out in public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or go get vaccinated. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broken. I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity that way. I'll play for free this year to live life how I've lived it from day one. If I'm forced into retirement, so be it. Those are the words of wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, Cole Beasley. This is a story that will, I think, continue to grow. Now, I'm just giving it to you now. because just this, this came about over the last couple of days. But I believe as the season draws near, as training camps draw near, you're going to get more, more thoughts on this. You'll get more players having to be spoken, I mean, being outspoken about this. Because not everybody's for the vaccine. Maybe people who are out there listening right now, you're not all in on the vaccine. Or have you been vaccinated? Right? I know it's everybody's preference. Whatever you desire. I could care less either way. You decide what's best for you and your family. But what goes along with that is some of the privileges that were, I guess, available will be taken away. And we're seeing that in our everyday life. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Eight seven 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 ten 710 espn Eight seven 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 one zero three seven seven six 710 3776 at Kirk Morrison on Twitter, at Kirk Morrison as well on Instagram. Don't forget to use the hashtag LAGW. I want to get your thoughts on what do you think NFL players will do? Will majority get vaccinated? Will they not? And the big thing is, what if a player is not vaccinated and all of a sudden he's on the protocols? And he has to miss a game or two. I saw it a couple weeks ago with the leader of the Memorial Tournament, John Rahm Golf. He was the leader after three rounds of a tournament. He was an unvaccinated player. He tested positive for COVID-19 and had to withdraw from the tournament, costing him 1.7. I'll repeat that. 1.7 million dollars. We see it right now with Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. He actually has been vaccinated and still tested positive for COVID-19. There's a lot to dissect, man. I want to get your thoughts on it. But coming up next as well, the saga, the soap opera that is Aaron Rodgers versus the Packers. We'll get more of that here on L.A. Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. Indeed, L.A. Gridiron Weekly saturday june 19th 2021 happy juneteenth out there now reserved as a national holiday now juneteenth 877-710-ESPN Eight seven 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 one zero three seven seven six. 710 3776 at kirk morrison on twitter at kirk morrison on instagram and wow the phone lines have been lit all during the break trying to get to everyone's call just talking about the NFL and its new protocols for vaccinated players versus non-vaccinated players and what could lead to um, some guys having to do a lot more than they were used to doing last year and the guys who were vaccinated sort of getting a free pass. So you guys kind of got fired up about that. Now let's go to to Mario out there in Monterey Park. What's up, Mario? Welcome to L.A. Gridiron Weekly. Good morning. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Mario, what you got for me?
2: Hey, when you have this humongous platform, and I think it is your responsibility to frame this in the name of public health and not do the radio thing when it comes to, oh, well, I don't think the majority feels that the vaccination is unsafe or if it's only a minority. And we know that this is a minority of, of people in society and a minority people in, in sports in terms of athletes. So, we got to stop trivializing. We got to stop doing the whataboutism, the both sides. We got to depict this, right, the minorities as doing something that is being irresponsible, right? They're not following the science. And you, as a host, and in terms of public health, I think we owe that, right, to our our community and our society in general.
0: Uh, I would have to disagree with you, though, Mario. Because I I get what you're saying. But then that's the part of living in this country we live in is the freedom of choice. You have the choice to be vaccinated or the choice not to. Right. That's that's the choice that you have. So you have the choice that that you. Yeah, I'm saying. But you have the choice that if you decide, hey, you know what? I want to be vaccinated. I believe in science. You do that. And this is what. I won't call it a reward, but this is what you can do now. These are the privileges that are now handed to you for doing that. If you are not vaccinated, yes. Does it put you in a in a different category? It does. Do you is there are you more than likely to catch COVID? Probably so. But that's the choice that we as Americans have. That's the choice that people will have. So with my platform, I don't urge people to do I you do what's best for you. Because now we're talking about NFL athletes. I'm not talking about just regular everyday people. I'm talking about NFL players. I know that the players in the National Football League that literally would not eat the food that was prepared at the team facility with some of the best chefs in the world. Because they were so worried about what they put into their bodies. They only put certain things in their bodies. And now a vaccination, you know, for, for certain players, like, I don't want to do that. Because I take care of my body. I know what I put into my body every day. I don't know what's in that. I don't know what it could do to me. I don't know what the reactions could be. And that's the pr- that, that's the freedom that certain players have. Now, with that being said, they will have to go through a different protocol. They will have to go and have more strenuous everyday testing again. If they're willing to do all that, then that's, that's their choice, though, Mario. That's the only thing that I'm harping on. I'm not making this PSA on telling people what to do. I'm just telling what some of the players right now in the National Football League are going to have to go through if they're vaccinated or non-vaccinated.
2: Kurt, I totally get you. Okay, but my point is not the choice, right? Like you, know, like you said, we live in a country where we have freedom of choice, right? But my contention is the way the narrative is being portrayed, okay? We cannot, again, take the players or take a minority of people's thoughts and opinions over what the science and doctor say, so that's what my uh, contention is: is not the choice, right? Like anybody can do whatever they want, but don't normalize or don't don't depict their thoughts as science.
0: Yeah, I think we can as go. We can go back and science. forth, Mario. I know I, I got you, and I appreciate the phone call. But we can okay. go back and forth because I can tell you, I've had friends that live in the state of Texas. I've had friends that live live in the state. Of Florida, right? We all have family and friends, and yet California was the last to open. And yet, here I have friends in Florida who laugh at me, are like, oh, y'all finally just getting open? Wow, June 15th, we've been open for almost you know, six months to a year. We had fully, com- fully, full capacity for the World Series down here in Texas. Florida, what? We've been at the beaches all this time, no masks on. So, science is saying one thing, but everybody's protocols are different. So, I get what you're saying, man, but it, obviously... Science is different in other places because this these people. are this is what we're doing. And California had to come late to the party. So where does the science fall on top of that? Because I look at the numbers. California may be the lowest, but still Florida's open texas has been open so man bunch of phone calls here i'm glad 877-710-ESPN 877-710-3776 wow well these phone lines have been lit all morning i'm just talking nfl but this is nfl and now COVID related so let's go to line four man san Clemente, what's up jr jr in san Clemente, you're on la great what's Ironico. happening how you doing Happy my freedom man? day what's up i'm man? doing Thank
1: i'm you. doing great i i really uh You know, thanks for taking my call. I really resonated with with what you just said. One thing that I thought with Cole's uh, Twitter statement that I wanted to shine some light on that I felt was really important was that he was talking about, you know, the healthy ways to boost the immune system. He was talking about drinking water and being outside. And a lot of those things, I think, freedom of speech in this country right now with the athletes that we look up to and the kids look up to. It's important for us to respect both sides of this and respect Absolutely. the freedom of speech. I think it's so important that we don't lose sight of that because there's multiple ways to boost the immune system. I'm not saying one way's wrong or one way's right, but let's not lose sight. I just got back from Texas for a sales trip. I was in San Antonio at a trade show. No math. There was a lot of freedom there, and that's yep. all I'm going to say. There's 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 different ways to look at it, and with the athletes that are going to promote healthy ways of living, we, we can't knock them down, and we need to be respectful of both sides. So that's all I want to say. I really appreciate your show. I always listen to you after uh, the legend Dr. Clapper rolling in on Saturday morning, so... I just, uh, thanks for taking my call. That's what I kind of wanted to say.
0: No, Jr. appreciate the phone call. Thank you. Uh, I think you hit on what I've been trying to explain, uh, what I've been trying to say, express to everybody out there. Look, I get it. As, as someone who's fully vaccinated, I'm, you know, full transparency, um, I was vaccinated a long time ago. When the vaccine first came out, I was one of the first to uh, get vaccinated. And the thing about it was, for me, it was more about being safe for my family, uh, wanting to be around my family um, you know I don't my, my parents live somewhere else and you know having not seen them for over a year year plus I wanted to make sure that we could be as safe as possible and I felt that this is one of the best ways to do that but again the freedom of choice by NFL players and I'm just speaking specifically for NFL players not everyday life this is just specifically for NFL players they have the choice To be vaccinated or not vaccinated. Now, the NFL, would they want players to be fully vaccinated? Absolutely, because it takes a lot of the risk away, but not all the risk. And some players say, look, I don't want to do that. I haven't gotten COVID before. Um, I will take the risk of not being vaccinated because I want to trust my body and what I do. You know, drinking water, staying outside, you know, doing the things that they do to boost their own immune system is something that science also can tell you works just as well also. So you got a lot going on with that. Let's go back to another phone call. I want to go to uh, Wayne. Wayne out in L.A. What's up, Wayne? You're on L.A. Gridiron Weekly. Oh, we called, well, Wayne just dropped. All right. Let's go to Irvine. Nick. Nick in Irvine. Welcome to L.A. Gridiron Weekly.
3: Hey, man. Like your show?
0: Appreciate it, Nick.
3: Uh, First time I ever heard it, and I'm interested in your topic. I think people are mixing up a politicized view of COVID, which was um, uh, exploited by the last president, with science. Science is true no matter what your opinion is, okay? So that's on the left side, and on the right side is the freedom not to get the vaccine. Okay, listen to me. In California, if you don't get your kids vaccinated, they can't go to public school. Correct. It's against, it's against the law, okay? I, and I supported that then, way before I had ever even heard of the word COVID. Okay? There are consequences to your exercises of political freedom. And one of them in California is going to be my wife It works at a law firm. That law firm on July 1st is going back live brick and mortar. And unless you're vaccinated, you can't come back live brick and mortar. No more Zoom, okay? Everyone is going 100 miles an hour, full speed ahead, okay? And it's based on science. If this guy, I enjoyed your quotes from his Twitter, he sounded like Thomas (laughs) Paine. He sounded like, give me liberty or give me death. Give me, let me not take the COVID virus and give me retirement over you forcing me what to do now that's an american i disagree with his decision i got everyone in my family we lost one person to COVID. we all got sick i got super sick i got the i got the uh the inject the the injections my whole family did because we believe in science but i also believe in that dude's that wide receiver in buffalo I believe in his right to stand up and say what he, but he's accepting, he's saying, I accept the consequences of my freedom. And that's what we have to do on both sides. We have to understand when you're in Texas and they say we've been open for six months, it is not without consequences of people dying, real people dying. Let me just finish with this. People in Texas generally are Republican, gun-owning, trump voters okay that's who carried the state many of these joyful people who brag about being open for six months are denying that there was even an attempt to disrupt the political process in washington on that fateful day so this is politics put it aside read a book or a magazine about what the it's very easy to find the science and hey Accept the consequences. If you don't want to take the shot, do not. And good on you for that guy from the, the guy on the Bills. You know, yeah, he's saying, yeah. I'll take retirement. <laughs> hey, love your show, bro. Keep it up.
0: Oh, Nick, man, appreciate the phone call. Yeah, fire it up, man. Everybody here, 877-710-ESPN, 877 877- Seven one zero three seven seven six, and this is just an nFL issue right? This is what the nFL is going through. the nBA uh sort of had it going through with with their protocols, but I think now with the country pretty much a hundred percent wide open everywhere, obviously now, similar to what Nick just said, everybody's going back to work. a lot of offices are now opening back up, and we are now starting to see it. Trust me, I go to the grocery store right down the street from my house. And there's now I can go in maskless. Now it's an honor system, but you can go in without a mask. If you're vaccinated, I have that ability. I have that privilege to do that. I still wear a mask anyway, (laughs) even though I'm fully vaccinated. I still wear a mask anyway. I still believe in science. I do. But I feel like what I've learned over this last 18 months is you can never be too careful. So to continue to do what you've been doing beforehand, even before all of this, I think that's what's been best for me that keeps working for me. And I'm trying to figure out with this NFL, what is it going to be like? What is it going to be like as the season comes up? Like I said, this story came out this week. Obviously the NFL released their uh, vaccine uh, protocols, the new modifications, what it's going to be like. And we'll see as the season gets closer, less than six weeks away before training camps open. And we'll know which teams have been 80%, 85% or more vaccinated and obviously uh what the that those privileges entail so we'll get more of that but let's take a break for a minute let's take a break from this uh more phone calls to come let's just take a break for a little bit on the COVID talk because i want to get to my guy eric d williams he's the sports illustrated writer for the rams and i want to talk to him just how we uh we got to where we are right now in terms of the rams they're all finished up with all of their off-season work they are now on their vacation time their break so i want to get Uh, His thoughts on the Rams. So we'll get to that coming up next. Eric D. Williams, Sports Illustrated reporter for the Rams, coming up next here on L.A. Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. Back here again on L.A. Gridiron Weekly, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We turn now to a guy who I love reading. I love his banter when it comes to coverage of the Rams. He covers the Rams for Sports Illustrated. He is Eric D. Williams. You can follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore D underscore Williams on Twitter. Eric, man, it's been way too long, far too long. Now, how are you doing, first of all? Welcome to LA Gridiron Weekly. Hey, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> uh, good to hear your voice as well and, and to see you.
4: Uh, I'm doing well, you know. Covering football, something, you know, I I enjoy doing. I've done for over a decade covering the NFL with stops uh, covering the Seahawks, uh, Chargers, and and now the Rams. And uh, uh, just glad to be here covering uh, Sean McVay and, and, and what he's trying to do with this team for the upcoming season.
0: Yeah, but you you like the West Coast, so you you, you know what the West Coast football is. West Coast is, is the I, best coast, man. Yes. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> to worry about the, the bias of people who cover all the East Coast teams or the Eastern time zone. We don't have to talk New York Jets and Giants. You know what I mean? Like, there's teams outside uh, of, of New England, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, here in Los Angeles, the, the Rams, I think, are the team that still have the, the, the leg up of the return of Los Angeles over the Chargers, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But they've built this brand new stadium. I mean, we've talked about SoFi for so long, and it's finally opening up. Last week, they finally had that the the first true uh, opening for fans to come in and see it. Now, look, Eric, I know it was a, a glorified practice of guys in helmets and, and uh, you know, shorts and T-shirts and things like that. But just, just tell me how, how it felt with fans in SoFi Stadium. Yeah, I think one word was
4: was energy. I mean, it was the first time you really felt energy in that building. You know, having covered the Rams all of last year during COVID, which was just weird. You know, being in an empty stadium and having an actual game take place, and there's no fans there. So it was cool to see so far the way it was intended to be used, with with fans in the in the building watching players on the field. You know, only about thirty thousand fans, so you can imagine what it's going to be like. Once they start playing games and they can have full capacity there, Um, but it was just it was just kind of cool to see that energy and players kind of vibing on fans being in the stadium, watching them do what they what they love to do best, which is playing football.
0: You know, one thing I know from my playing days is that sometime when you do have a brand new shiny venue and everybody comes there. Is it truly a home field advantage or is it just so luxurious? I go back to remember when they first built, I think, ATT Stadium. I was remember mm. the Raiders back in 2009. And, you know, I walked in there to ATT Stadium on Thanksgiving Day and I said, wow, I was probably the best stadium I've ever been in. And it actually fueled me as a visitor to be at my best because it was so luxurious. And now yeah. I think, do we probably get Sort of now last year was, was sort of the beginning of it and it was no fans, but will it be a home field advantage you think for the Rams come up this season?
4: That's a great question, Kirk. And, I, and I've been to AT&T as well, a right. couple different times and, and and you're right. It's more like a spectacle. You're just, yes. they're kind of looking at everything and there's so much stuff going on. And I think you're right. It does give energy to the team that's visiting that, that that's in that environment the first time as well. And you get juice, that and but i've also been in seattle for when they opened you know quest which is now lumen <laughs> quest. and you know like they changed the the, the name you. a couple
0: different times you date, and, you are you yourself talking about quest field man nobody <laughs> knew they quest that's the way right, that's i'm playing back at quest before they yeah, changed it you played the name. <laughs> at quest that's
4: right and and you played up there and that's right. a true home field advantage because of the way they built the stadium right. and and the energy that the 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 fans the home field fans bring and so i'll be interested to see if it's more like that stadium in seattle or if it's more like at&t or cowboy stadium where it's just kind of the taj mahal and it's more like a spectacle obviously this stadium was built you know with the specs like cowboy stadium and it's similar to you know the way that cowboy stadium looks Um, and so i would tend to believe it's going to be more like that than than like uh, the the stadium up in seattle
0: we're speaking with Eric D. Williams, he covers the Rams for Sports Illustrated. Join us here on La Gridiron Weekly. And look, the Rams are done with um, I would say the the, the, the school year. They now will mm-hmm. take their summer break and they get ready for the next semester, which we know is training camp, but You know, right now, Eric, just your overall assessment, now that we've seen Matthew Stafford with a Rams helmet on, we've seen Deshaun Jackson running routes. We've seen Mm Jalen Ramsey show up to the mandatory mini camp. It (laughs) seems that all things are now in place, still trying to figure out all these numbers. I'll get used to it because guys have changed numbers and things like that. But overall, how do you say, uh, how would you kind of grade this Rams offseason as they've now finished and they take a little break before training camp? Um,
4: With the salary cap, Restraints that they had, I think they did the best they possibly could in terms of being able to upgrade the quarterback position and, and getting a guy like Stafford. They had to give up some some picks to do that and, and go off. Uh, but I think Stafford is a, a significant upgrade to the person that was playing the position previously. And you can see it on the field. Like if you're a receiver, you better get your head around because the ball's coming if you're open. You know, the ball's coming at you. Um, the one thing I liked in watching Stafford on the field is, is how quickly he processed and got the ball out to, to where he wanted it to be. And a lot of that is, as you know, is pre-snap coming up and looking and, and seeing where you want to go and then making sure that picture is correct once you snap the football. But the ball's coming off, you know, and that, it's, he just has a liver arm than, than golf does. And, and we knew that coming in. So that's the first thing that was noticeable. The second is this Jacob Harris dude is 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 legit. You know, I don't know if he can take a hit. Right. <laughs> but certainly he's going to be a mismatch problem on the field with his speed and his size and his ability to stretch the, the defense vertically. The one concern I had is there was a couple of double catches where, you know, you're not going to have time to do that in the NFL because guys are on you quickly. So you got to catch the ball clean uh, in, in the league because of the short, uh, the tight windows that you have. But athletically, he looks like a real dude, kind of like a Jimmy Graham type guy. And again, I'm not comparing him to Jimmy Graham. He hasn't played it down in the NFL yet, but just in terms of his physical appearance and size, he looks like a guy that that can make some plays. The other guy that I like out of that, that rookie class is is Jake Funk, the seventh round pick out of Maryland. He's got some juice. You know, I've seen Danny Woodhead and Austin Eckler guys that were your late round or guys that weren't drafted. And he compares like that with his explosiveness out of the backfield. Uh, And he's going to be a guy that's going to have to make it on teams and make an impact there. But in short, area spaces, and you know this, it's hard to score when you get in the red zone. If you could dump it out to a guy in the flat, and you make make a guy miss and get in the end zone, that's huge. Um, so he's a guy that that maybe can can have an impact. If not this year, certainly he can be an impactful guy on team. So those are some things uh, that I saw. I like the guy Robert Rochelle that the draft in fourth round, big corner, uh, long, and then uh, the the the, um, the linebacker they got in the fourth round, Jones. 62230 can run he looks like a guy that can make an impact as well
0: yeah you you like yeah I think it's a great assessment too because you mentioned it uh funk the running back he'll have an opportunity right you know Malcolm Brown yes. no longer with the Rams this year so there will be that third running back who will it be would it be Xavier Jones who's kind of been a practice squad guy mm-hmm. you know a fringe roster guy so there'll yep. be some competition for that third maybe even the Rams take four running backs good to hear mm-hmm. about Jacob Harris I've been hearing that a little bit but I, I think overall though when you look at the Rams just uh defensively, you know, they will be without Brandon Staley. They will be without Michael Brockers, John Johnson. There's, you know, uh, underrated guy was Troy Hill within that secondary as well. So so overall now, like when you look at them, just kind of what sticks out under Raheem Morris now, new defensive coordinator, just a, I know it's been just a small sample size, but anything stick out to you?
4: Yeah, no doubt. That's another thing that I noticed Raheem is he's got a big personality and he's not afraid to call you out. If he doesn't feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing on the field. And that's not to say that Brandon wasn't a guy that would do that. But when Brandon was on the field during practice, you didn't necessarily know where he was. You kind of had to look for him. You don't got to look for him. You know, where he's at. I kind of compare him to Gus a little bit, Bradley, when I, when I covered uh, the chargers and the Seahawks, he really has that big charismatic personality, always joking around with guys Um, He just has a presence and, 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 you know, he's, he's a former head coach, so he carries himself with a certain demeanor. So it'll be interesting to see how different the defense looked from last year, because obviously the defense was what really carried that team. Number one, ranked in the league, gave it the least amount of points. Um, They could certainly turn the ball over a little bit more. uh, That's an area where, you know, Reem talked about wanting to, to get better. Um, but, But it'll be interesting to, to see how well they played under Staley, to see what that's what that's going to look like, and you mentioned it—they're missing players as well. Uh, some very good complementary players, you know, Brockers, uh, Troy Hill, who had an amazing season. John Johnson was great as as their guy that was the signal caller for that defense. So some things are going to be different, but you still got Aaron Donald. You know, you still got Jalen Ramsey. Those guys are pretty good. (laughs) Those are some pretty good pieces to kind of fill in around. And so I I still expect them to be a pretty good defense.
0: Yeah, Yeah, here with Eric D. Williams. He covers a Rams for Sports Illustrated on L.A. Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. And I think, Eric, last week, the the big story, right, the big, big story. It got a little more attention than it It probably should have. But it was, you know, Sean McVay and his comments about – know the mood that he's in this year and i i didn't take anything away from him i thought he was just having coach talk everybody (laughs) and i tell people this all the time everybody's excited in june and july because nobody's playing a game everybody's happy the offense looks great the defense looks great i said let's look at it in september after they play a game or two yeah then you'll really know if somebody's in a good mood or a bad mood but what was your take on, you know, Sean McVay having to explain himself last week about his comments of being in a better mood in 2021 so far? Yeah, I thought he brought more
4: attention to it by by saying something about it. Of course you're in a good mood. You have a new quarterback. You got a new toy to play with. You feel like you can run your offense how it was meant to be run with this guy. And so he's joking with with people in, 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 in that conversation that he had with um, uh, b- before practice. With right. some of the fans so to me it, it like you said it, it didn't it didn't gain more traction until he came out and actually said something about it afterwards which i didn't feel like he needed to say anything to be honest um but you know that's that's mcveigh he, he always kind of wants to come out as a, a guy that uh you know that that looks good you know
0: <laughs> right he
4: want to make sure wants to make sure his his words are saying what he wants them to be to, to be said um but you know I mean, you have Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff is in Detroit. You you don't really need to explain it any further. We understand why you made the decision. And like you said, everybody's undefeated. So it's kind of (laughs) like spring training for football. Nothing's been played yet. So week eight, we'll see where they're at. And really it's not even about week eight. It's about the playoffs for this team. They got to make a deep playoff run to, to, to make it the reasoning behind why they made that decision. Stand up. You know, if, 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 Uh, if Matthew Stafford is 0-4 in the playoffs after this season, then that's when you're really going to start hearing things. Because why why did you make that decision otherwise? You know, Matthew Stafford has to be able to win some playoff games.
0: Mm, That was my next question for you. You kind of jumped me right there because I'm trying to figure out as we head into this 2021 season for the Rams, who's under more pressure? Is it Sean McVay or Matthew Stafford? Because I think – for a lot of reasons, I think there's a lot of legacy stuff that go, uh, that's attached to Matthew Stafford. Was it really the Detroit organization or could it have been a little bit on him? And then mm-hmm. for Sean McVay to finally have the quarterback that he handpicked, you know, like who has the most pressure to actually go out there and succeed? I'm going to put it on the player
4: because the quarterback is the only person on the field that touches the ball every play, at least on offense. So he, he has the most control over what's happening on the field, regardless of what play is being called he has to go out and execute it and he also has the ability to change the play if right. he wants and i'm certainly certainly somebody a 12-year veteran like stafford can change the play if he doesn't like what it looks like so for me i would say stafford 51 and i would give 49 to mcveigh because he's the one that initiated the trade and said hey this guy that we gave 110 million dollars to isn't really good enough to lead us back to the Super Bowl even though he did it you know previously two, two three years ago you're saying that he can't do it anymore and you go out and you give up you know significant draft capital to get this guy who's 0-3 in the playoffs who you believe can do it under under your system um so for me I think it's all it's a player's league it's about players so I'll, I'll say 51 uh Stafford but but 49 on mean
0: yeah and if Stafford succeeds then Sean McVay's look, Sean McVay looks like a genius and then second thing if they if the Rams extend to where they were a year ago because like you mentioned they got to get past the divisional round yeah. to say that what they had was a success so if they yes. get past the divisional round they're in the conference championship everybody wins right
4: <laughs> yeah no doubt and, and if that doesn't happen Kirk then hey it, it, it it's all up you 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 can criticize them because of of what they did to to try to make that jump. Although you have to give them credit for being willing to take the risk because a lot of franchises aren't willing to to do that. Um, The fact that the Rams are willing to kind of make these big moves, these big splashy moves uh, to give their their franchise a chance, I think as a fan, um, you like that.
0: Yeah. To think that they got out of the Jared Goff contract, the Ty Gurley contract, and the Brandon Cooks contract in less than two years – for people who don't listen out there, they don't understand how difficult a thing that the Rams have done, and yet here they are, still a competitive team, a team that people can can, see, can, can probably see coming out of the NFC, probably if things go the right way. Unbelievable job by them. Yeah,
4: no doubt. You know, uh, give it up for the, their their cap people for being able to, to do the, the the maneuvering with um, you know the cap to make it work uh, and to to put a competitive a team on the field and still sign their foundational guys. I mean, they, they gave Woods a new contract. They gave Cooper cup, a new contract. They (laughs) gave Jalen Ramsey, a new deal. Those guys deserve it because they're out there making, making plays. Um, But you know, it's all about winning. So if if they don't, you know, at least get to the the championship game, I think there'll be some criticism.
0: Mm. There it is. There you have it from Eric D Williams, the reporter for the Rams covering for Sports Illustrated, man, Eric, I appreciate the time. I can't wait to uh, training camp gets here. Then we can definitely uh, we can now finally have a post-COVID uh, one of those uh, Gatorades <laughs> or somebody have for the media, man. But I can't wait to see you out there in Thousand Oaks, man. Appreciate the time as always.
4: Awesome, I look forward as well to seeing you without the mask on, uh, <laughs> and hopefully we can get together and chop it up.
0: Oh, sounds good. That was Eric D. Williams. You follow him on Twitter at Eric Underscore D underscore Williams as on twitter.com more LA gridiron weekly come up here next on 710 ESPN back here LA gridiron weekly 877 espn 877-710-3776 at Kirk Morrison on Twitter man the phones have been blazing talking about the uh, NFL and their COVID protocols Cole Beasley had some thoughts about what he felt wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills I should say Cole Beasley Uh, had some thoughts about why he won't be taking the vaccine and he's okay with the protocols he will have to go through uh, as an unvaccinated NFL player. We've been getting your thoughts all morning. First of all, special shout out again to Eric Williams, Eric D Williams sports illustrated reporter for the Rams, giving us some of the knowledge on what to expect from the Rams this season. So appreciate that. Uh, In about about six minutes, 10 o'clock coming up we got Fernando Ramirez, he's the Sports Illustrated reporter for the Chargers. So we'll get, we heard the Rams side of it, we'll hear the Chargers side of it as they finished up their mandatory mini camp and now are, are all set for their summer vacation, their summer break as they get ready to head to training camp in late July. But uh, more phone calls here, back here on LA Gridiron Weekly. Uh, patch up who's next? I forgot, Steve, who, who we got coming up next? Yeah, George. There we go. George and Whittier. What's up, George? You're on LA Gridiron Weekly. What's going on, George? Hey, hey.
3: how you doing, man? Great show, bud.
0: I appreciate hey, it, George. What I, you I got just, for me?
3: Man, I just, you know what? I think this guy's on point, this Beasley guy. You know, I mean, this, you know, the last caller talked about science. The science is your 99.7% survival rate on this, on this virus. Right. You got the healthiest humans in the world, football players, you studs, you're telling me, and by the way, can you answer this question? Has then has there been a death from COVID from a NFL, college, high school? I mean, I don't know about high school. I haven't heard of one. You guys are the healthiest humans out there. Why would you want to put an experimental vaccine in your body? Why? I, I mean, you guys are so healthy. You guys train the whole season. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Leave the vaccines for for patients that are over 65, underlying issues, diabetics, overweight. You guys aren't overweight. So, I don't know. You know, you, this, this a science, science behind it, you have a great chance of surviving this thing. So, you know, I, I don't know. It blows me away. I watch NBA, and it's a football program. I watch NBA, and you got coaches half masked down, reps wearing a mask, <laughs> players not wearing masks. It's ridiculous. It's a joke. I mean, I, I don't know. One of these days, somebody's going to say, and I hope an organization like the NFL, some football team says this is ridiculous we ain't gonna we ain't gonna do this the union should stand up for these nfl players and say no you know they don't need a vaccine in their body what they need probably is cannabis
0: <laughs> well the nfl and the NFLPA are working on that they've uh actually uh started some research on what Uh, CBD, uh, the oils and cannabis can be how how they can be effective for NFL players. So they're starting that research now, obviously, because we know that cannabis is legal in many states around the country as well. So uh, just to kind of go back a little bit, he was talking about uh, appreciate the phone call, by the way. Um, So, George, we're talking about that Cole Beasley comment. And for those who are just tuning in, Cole Beasley, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, said, Look, he's not going to get vaccinated. He's not going to be um, some of the players uh, in the NFL, some who have already been vaccinated. Uh, He said he will be in that minority of those who aren't. And this is what he wrote. Um, I will be outside doing what I do, he wrote. I'll be out in public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or you go get vaccinated. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broke. I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity that way. I'll play for free this year to live life how I've lived it from day one. If I'm forced into retirement, then so be it. That's the thoughts of Cole Beasley, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills saying, Hey, look, if I get COVID, I get it, but I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to take a vaccine. He is just, that's what he's going to do. And I know some people are saying, but science is telling you this and he needs to be. He's putting others at risk and these. En-. That's the, the freedom that we have in this country. That's the freedom that we have. And there is no mandate that the NFL Players Association and the NFL will come together and force players to be vaccinated. Now, like I said, if you do get vaccinated, there's a different protocol that you will have. You will have less testing, uh, no daily testing. You'll be able to be maskless in the facility, all that good stuff for the non-vaccinated players. It'll be more of a extensive protocol. And Cole Beasley says he's okay with that. He's fine with that. He understands what that's going to be. So he's the first open player, openly uh, NFL player to say, I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm not getting vaccinated. Will there be more? 877-17-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Will, they, will there be more? We'll get to more of your phone calls here. But coming up next, Fernando Ramirez, reporter, Sports Illustrated for the Chargers. We'll get the Chargers take on their offseason, where they're at right now, as they get ready to have their break and get ready for a training camp coming up. So Fernando Ramirez coming up here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN.